Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Well, good morning, Boston. This is the WEEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEEI, Shime, Garvin, and Lanny, the full crew well, we're back. with you on this foggy Saturday morning. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Billy, how is it uh, being a new dad? Uh, tiring. I don't Very think you and I have done a show since you became a father. No, I haven't. This is my first show since the end of May. Wow. Yeah, and he was born on June 4th. So it's, uh, yeah, it's living life in three-hour windows is what it's become. Very tiring. It's adjusting Plenty to Plenty of sleep, right? I hear. Yeah, right. No, it's, it's adjusting to life with little to no sleep. But yep. uh, so far, so good. And hey, Ryan, you're you're basically a dad of nothing. Uh, what, what oh, are you yeah, no, I'm father of my own life. No, this is great. Yeah, it's. I don't understand what it is with the, the, the fogginess outside, but, oh, man, I am, I am really, this is how I wanted to start my vacation, my little mini vacation. You know, we're off for the fourth. We're all going to be back on Wednesday. And not that I have been looking forward to coming in and chatting with you gentlemen about everything that is going on with the start of the NBA, uh, the Red Sox, what the Bruins are doing in free agency. DeAndre Hopkins feels like a, a, a done deal almost. We have so oh, much to so get opposite. to. And, and ooh, we'll, we'll see if we get to that. Because that's it. for the first time in a long time, I think the Patriots are the thing that I'm interested in the least right now. What I'm definitely was, was following last night very closely. Uh, two things. One, quick sidebar. Shohei Otani's 30th home run last night. That was night. an absolute laser beam. Oh, my God. I This man is... Awesome. It's, he is at he's just he's prime time viewing. Like that's the one guy in Major League Baseball you go, I need to watch Shohei. Thank you for bringing that, that up. It sucks that he's out west. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I was watching that game. I may have had a couple legs of a parlay still tied into that Angels game and I sat there going, "Man, I really really 
it would help me if Shohei hits a home run. And he hit an absolute rocket 493 feet on that dumb Apple TV broadcast. And in the bottom right-hand <laughs> corner, it says, Shohei Otani to reach base probability 37%, and he smoked the baseball. But I swear to God, if there wasn't, like, fans in the way, it would have still kept going. But I looked at that and went, man, you see all the nonsense that's going on in the NBA free agency right now. Like, the nonsense Chris, that's going to go on with him. Kristaps Porzingis, that's what I'm getting to. Kristaps Porzingis is expected to sign an extension with the Celtics. Fred Van Fleet uh, is making out like a bandit. An absolute bandit at three years, $130 million. I saw Desmond Bain signed a big extension. Um, who was the other one that I went, wow. Oh, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy with, Grant with the, the Portland Trailblazers. And then you th- that, that will pale in comparison to what the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Mets maybe are going to end up offering Shohei Otani. Well, it is at- going to touch a stratosphere that we've never, ever seen in professional sports. We may never see again. It's going to get to like $600 million at this point because you look at the guy, he has 30 dingers, and we're not even at the, I guess we're technically at the halfway Just point. About, yeah. I saw a side-by-side comparison of him and Aaron Judge's stats from last year, and they're oh, interesting. remarkably similar, except Otani, way better batting average. And um, also, Otani is 7-3 and three with a, a almost sub-3 ERA right yes, now. Yes, exactly. He's like 120-something batters. Yeah, like, he has a 3.02 ERA, 7-3 seven, seven and three in 16 starts. Like, this guy is... Banana Land special, like in a way that I don't think we've seen in any sport ever. Uh, and I, I want the Red Sox to get him so bad. They're not going to. I don't. But I want them to. At the very least, honestly, don't think they're going to be able to get a meeting with him. I don't. I at the very least, they need an East Coast team. Well, I, I, I don't. I might be making this up, but I thought that they couldn't even get a meeting with him when he was in free agency when he came to. The United States. I'm not sure that they wanted to. I I, I can't remember exactly the situation, but um, I, I feel like with Yoshida here and the relationship they have uh, from playing on the uh, Japan team in the World Baseball Classic and things like that, I think he may take a meeting with the Red Sox now. Whether he would ever consider a contract is far beyond. Well, if, if John Henry ever said, yeah, hi, I'm Bloom, you have the green light to spend, like... Uh, apparently, Wick and, and Steve Paliuka are, are giving to Brad Stevens. Then maybe, maybe you've got a fighting chance if if he ever wants to come out to the East Coast. Um, and I, I tie that in to look at what the Boston Celtics are doing right now. And Man, I wanna, they're hot, right? I want to get your opinion <laughs> because we got into a big argument on Jones and Mega with Arcan yesterday about what Brad Stevens meant at the Kristaps Porzingis introductory press conference when he said that I do have the green light and that we're trying to build a winner. And you're going, okay, baby, lay it on me. What do we got? O'Shea Brissett. Who? Who? <laughs> O'Shea Crickets. Brissett. He played for the Pacers. Shocker. Brad Stevens. Oh boy, I can't wait to get all of my Indiana Hoosiers up here. And my God, it's. I guess he had a good game against the Celtics last year. I have no right yeah, recollection, guys, of, of what's going on. And I'm not yeah, saying this is a total Bill Belichick move. It has a one good game against the Patriots. I'm going to sign him in free agency and no, because nobody else yeah, wants him. Won't let him do that to us again. <laughs> I mean, we. <laughs> 
We've all been off, I think, since Marcus Smart has been sent to Memphis and Kristaps Porzingis is back. We don't have any issues with this trade, correct? No, I, nope. I think the Celtics won that trade by a landslide. Like, that was absolutely the right move. Because you didn't get rid of the coach, you needed to shift the locker room chemistry one way or another, and getting rid of Marcus Smart was the easiest way to do that. Yeah, but I liked, I liked Smart because of his attitude, his aggression on the court, but no, this I have no problem with this move. My one worry about this move is the health of Porzingis, but any kind of move you make health is always the first thing you so worry about. So you, uh, you mentioned the Brad Stevens cut. Let's hear exactly what oh, Brad Stevens said Brad, good morning. prior to uh, prior to our discussion. Uh, you guys have a number of tools this summer, in, including the big trade exception. Uh, do you expect ownership to give you the okay to use those? And how much do you expect them to be willing to spend this summer to help the team? Yeah, we've got the okay to do whatever we need to do. Okay. Okay. He's got the okay to do whatever they have to do. He did mention several times that I've got a green light to spend. Uh, that that should be exciting to Celtics fans. That yeah, Wick Grosbeck, and I think we got a, a real idea of the ownership mindset of the Boston Celtics when Wick is you know tearing down doors, flipping tables, and throwing buffets across the room. I might be a little dramatically uh, enhancing that. Exaggerating. But the point is, when those guys completely fell apart mentally against a team that I 100% believe they were more talented in than the Miami Heat, that Wick Grosbeck is going, okay, you know what? I see what Phoenix is doing. I see what teams are going to be doing. Memphis seems like they're loading up as well right now. I'm sure the Miami Heat will have something to say about it at the end of the day. We need to build something. We want to win yesterday. This was our opportunity. You guys peed it away. I am not going to make that same mistake. Brad, you have the green light to go do what you need to do and build a winner. And right now we've got O'Shea Brissett. Yeah, you look at just the the crazy money that was being thrown around yesterday and just nothing. And, and look, I'm not saying like Fred Van Fleet. Or Kyrie Irving. I don't want any of those guys. I mean, I would have been fine with Fred Van Vliet, but not at that stupid money. But you just three million, I think. You just let again. This is another. It just feels like classic, like Patriots move, where it's how we're just gonna play in the margins a little bit. We're not gonna be spenders on day one of free agency. We're gonna sit back, wait, see how the market plays out, see if a guy slips through the cracks. Maybe we can steal him for a few dollars cheap. Tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. yeah. There's a fan base you want to hear that your team's going to try after the way it ended. You want to hear that they're going to say, look, we're going after it. We're doing this. We're doing that. It's something they put out there so that fans like us are like, all right, nice. There's going to be something. Because nobody's going to come out like the Red Sox do and say, hey, we're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. Fans want to hear that, all right, they're going for it. And Chris doesn't necessarily mean like, hey, here's an infinite amount of money. Do something with it. It's sending out the message that we're looking into things. But that's that's just the, I mean, that was the whole discourse that we were having over what a green light to your you know, president of basketball operations means. It, it should mean that money is going to be of no issue this year. That, you know what, in four or five years, if we end up like the Golden State Warriors and we have to pay a bunch of uh, tax penalties because of how we spend, so be it, because hopefully we're going to have a couple championship banners, parades, and rings to show for it. And I think that's why Golden State ended up where they did. I think that's why Golden State is so content to go out and pay Draymond Green $20 million for the next four years because they know they have a formula that works. And I 
I like we all like the Przingis move, and I think that is definitely yep. a move that is going to push them closer to where they need to be. But if you're going to go into the season with a, a bench that I'm sure is going to feature Al Horford at ten million dollars at age thirty six, thirty seven, wherever he's at. Maybe Malcolm Brogdon, although I would not be the least bit surprised if they tried to move on from him and free up some more money for other pieces. Maybe a D'Angelo Russell to come back instead to to bolster their guard depth. I think that there are still plenty of options that they could do right now. I'm not sitting here uh, Saturday, you know, Fourth of July weekend on a nice foggy, smoggy day, saying it's you know what are they doing? I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. There's still time, but it's a matter of. And again, I go back to the argument that we were having yesterday. Is it crazy spending, get the best pieces available and money is no issue? Or is it we're going to spend, but we're going to spend to be responsible and build a team that's not just going to be good now, but can be competitive for a couple different years. And I think that can definitely change like the kind of guys you're bringing in. And I, I also think, too, that that spend can be applied to, oh, well, we just spent $30 million on a Kristaps extension. Like, in their mind, that's spending already right there. And then on top of it, it's like, okay, now we're going to fill in the margins with some free agents. And you're right. They have plenty of time. They This is not something that, you know, oh, my God, you need to go out and spend $100 million right this second. Like, But at the same time, free agents are just signing with other teams. And so the pool of guys you have to select from is p- getting smaller and smaller. You're left with guys. Like, I, I like D'Angelo Russell. I think he could probably be a good fit here. He's not going to demand the ball a lot. He's going to uh, work work some of those guys open, especially a guy like Jalen Brown, who I feel is better off the ball anyways. Mm-hmm. And so... There's some guys out there that you can still work with, but the pool is now limited because you chose to wait and sit back and not dive right in to the crazy day that was free agency. And and I get it. You don't want to spend $160 million on a guy like Jeremy Grant. That makes sense to me. I'm good with that. That's a, probably ultimately a smart decision. I didn't want. I wouldn't have wanted to pay a hundred million dollars to Kyrie Irving, regardless of what uh, the, Jermaine Wiggins might tell you. Uh, and so I get that. What about thirty three for a guy like Gabe Vincent? Not big money. Like I don't hate it. It's right? what three for thirty three. I think right, it was million dollars a year. Like I didn't think that was a bad contract. Like I think he played well in the playoffs. I don't. I still don't really know exactly what Gabe Vincent is. He's Gabe Vincent, but at the same time, he he could he could shoot a little bit from outside, which you kind of need. And he was a pretty decent point guard, which you also kind of need. So I think he would have been a good fit on cheap money, but like. I'm not dying for him. Like, I'm not all upset that Gabe Vincent went to the Lakers. I would also say that they probably look at that and go, well, we have a guy that has a lot of the same qualities for a fraction of the price in Peyton Pritchard right now. And, Ugh. I mean, what? I mean, a guy that doesn't want to be here. Well, no, I, he's not necessarily a guy that doesn't want to be here. He's a guy that wants a bigger role. And I'd say, you know, Peyton, that's all well and good, man. But, you know, you're the 10th guy on, at the time he was saying it, a championship-level team. And I thought it was kind of interesting that Joe Mazzullo was talking to reporters after the uh, Przingis introduction. And when he was talking about Marcus Smart um, in their inability to sort of replace the intangibles that he brings, he mentioned that, you know, you've got guys that are going to have an opportunity to step up. And he named specifically Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, and Peyton Pritchard. Now, it it holds a little bit of weight, but I don't know if it's still enough to say, well, th- that is your backcourt. Those are going to be the three guys, and Peyton Pritchard's going to start to see more minutes, and Derek White's going to start. Malcolm Brogdon's going to still be here. I, I still think there's a chance that Malcolm Brogdon 
is no longer with this team and they take that money and, and put it into something else. Obviously, the, the great unknown right now is what happens with Grant Williams. I figured they like Grant. They have to like Grant. And and I think he, he does provide uh, a fair level of value to what you want to do because he can defend multiple positions. He stretches well. Now, the argument I've heard is, well, you can find three and D guys every, anywhere. I'm like, can you really? Because you have one right now. You have one that knows your team and played fairly well when given the opportunity. And, oh, by the way, was the only guy that gave a damn that you were losing to the Miami Heat besides Wick Grossbeck, and he's not lacing up his Chuck Taylors and coming off the bench for you anytime soon. So I'd be happy if they overspent to keep a guy like Grant Williams who knows this team, but there's still plenty of guys out there. I mean, Brooke Lopez is a guy we talked about a couple weeks ago. Pat Bev, it seems. The Celtics, one, are in on, and two, the Chicago Bulls are are grabbing every single guard that is not named Patrick Beverly, so I still hold hopes for that. So it's this isn't like doom and gloom. What are the Celtics doing? But it's like, okay, you guys have said there's some urgency. You want to win now. You've got the Where's green the light. Urgency? Let's show Please prove it to me. 100%. Please prove it to me. 617-779-7937 if you want to get on with us today. 37937. If you want to text in, you can always text into the show uh, and send your comments that way as well. Shime, Garvin, and Lanny with you here on the producer show. Uh, let's send it over to uh, my man Stiz to get you caught up with what's trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, the Red Sox got the job job done last night in Toronto. Jaron Duran hit a two-run homer. James James Paxton and two relievers combined on a three-hitter, and the Sox snapped a season-worst five-game losing streak, beating the Blue Jays 5-0. The second of the three-game series will continue today in Toronto, first pitch at 3.05. The Red Sox are scheduled to start right-hander Cutter Crawford. He's 0-1 with a 5.25 ERA in three career games, two starts against Toronto. Don't forget, you can catch every pitch right here on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. Christian Arcan will get you ready for the game starting at 2.05 with the Mass Mutual pregame show. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. Reports are now out that Chris Depps Porzingis has agreed to a two-year, $60 million extension with the Boston Celtics. Earlier this month, Porzingis picked up a $36 million player option for the next season in order to facilitate his trade to the Celtics. And this extension, which kicks in next summer, will keep him in Boston until 2026. Porzingis spoke with the media during his introductory press conference and spoke on his emotions when the trade got done. No, it was a crazy day for me. Um... I, I was about to go to sleep, and then I heard the news that the day the trade didn't go through. Um, so that kept me up for a little bit longer. But then by like 4 a.m. back home, I was like, okay, uh, I'll go to sleep and see what happens. I wake up in the morning, and uh, and I saw that it it happened. The trade happened, and I was just extremely excited and extremely happy. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. WEEI. We are right back to the WEEI Producers Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. This is the WEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original WEI. Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you. The the crew has been reunited again, and we are back together on this wonderful, foggy Saturday morning. Yep. So we started the show today talking Otani and Celtics. Amidst all that, there was one comment that you made that you felt like DeAndre Hopkins felt like a done deal at this point for the New England Patriots. And I got to tell you, I could not feel more completely opposite. I don't think there's any shot on God's green earth that DeAndre Hopkins will ever don a New England Patriots jersey. Uh, it's every, It feels like everybody, and Gresh did this yesterday too on the midday show. Him and Andy were like playing a game, and he basically said, basically made the presumption that DeAndre Hopkins would be here and then compared him to Kristaps Porzingis. Regardless, like it's... I feel like a lot of people are just thinking that this is a done deal, and I don't understand why. So I ask, before I uh, just decide to shred the idea, I will try and uh, try and understand your side. Mm-hmm. Why do you believe DeAndre Hopkins will be a New England Patriot? Well, I know when we had initially uh, started talking about DeAndre Hopkins probably a couple months ago, um, I I don't think I necessarily was interested in a guy that has no heels, can't run, and doesn't practice. And then I hear from the the, the local football pundits that covered this team uh, going, "Wow, you know what? I've changed my mind on on where I stand with DeAndre Hopkins." Tommy Curran specifically jumped out to me as a guy that that really didn't seem like he thought that this could ever happen until he watched the OTAs and saw Ed Lee and Raleigh Webb and the rest of the C team running around out there going, oh, wow, you really don't have anybody of any, you know, significance for your and your wide receiver core. Um, going forward, I think I, I've come to the realization that it's more important now than ever to get this offense weapons to know big picture of Mac Jones is going to be your quarterback or not. And I think that if you can go into the season with a combination of DeAndre Hopkins and Juju Smith-Schuster, whenever his knee decides it's going to be healthy, and a two-tight end offense of Mike Gusecki and Hunter Henry 
Ramondre Stevenson, and maybe Dalvin Cook decides he wants to tag along because he's been pretty keen on playing with this guy, DeAndre Hopkins. I think that would make for an interesting football team. I don't think you're going to necessarily win the division with that, but I think you're definitely showing that you're trying to be competitive. As far as to why I am so confident, I'm not sitting here pounding the table saying, yes, it's absolutely going to happen. But historically, when it comes to matters of free agent players, the Patriots are generally very quiet about it. It's usually stuff we don't necessarily hear about. I feel like this has been the complete opposite. And maybe to your point, Shime, it's more of, or I should say, I don't know if it's your point, but maybe it's one of those thou doth protest too much kind of things. It's where posture. They're go, th- thank you. It's a much shorter, not so, so Elizabethan I- way of saying that they're really going, hey, we want him. We want him. You see how bad we want him? And I think that's a dangerous game to play with this fan base right now at a very fragile point of where they are teetering on being in the basement of the AFC East and uh, potentially missing the playoffs again. Because if you sit there and go, Oh, no, no. You know, Ian Rappaport, I think it's a done deal. I heard Rick Spielman the other day. I, in my opinion, I think it's going to happen. Mike Lombardi saying the same thing. All the pundits around here oh, think it makes sense. Lombardi said it's not going to happen. Did Lombardi say it's not going to happen? Lombardi the other day said, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins oh, will take so less it, money. It the Dalvin then Cook that's thing. what's that, going to no, kill sorry, it. was Dalvin Cook. Which, um, which I think Dalvin Cook is very much in play. That is my opinion. I think Dalvin Cook very much in play. I, like I don't think DeAndre Hopkins should be in play for the state of your offense right now i don't think you're in a position bill belichick to turn your nose up at either one of these guys right now uh billy where do you stand with deandre hopkins do you think he's going to be a patriot i think he's going to be a patriot i think it's i'm I'm, I'm with ryan in the sense that like what kind of a pay cut is he really going to take to come here and is does this team still have the buzz that they once had to be the place where you know what i'll play for less to be successful because the team hasn't had the success that they once had it's it's tough to draw people into that, how they once were able to when you had Tom Brady, when you were winning. I feel like it has to happen in the sense that it gets a buzz, a little better buzz around the team. Helps 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 people really be like, all right, maybe I should watch this. Okay, maybe they are giving Mac Jones the tools to be the quarterback that they want him to be. That's how I'm looking at it. As a fan, I'd love to see him here just for that reason because it's like, all right, another weapon for Mac Jones. If this is who we're sticking with, let's build around him. Let's see what we can do. And I think it helps the the perception of the team that like we we went after it. It's like you said, it's that's the hey, we tried mentality. So, so I, I think it's in but I'm with you too in the sense that like I take Dalvin Cook too. Like it's these these are two great players, but it's tough for me to think that one or even both could possibly get all this were, information. Just real about, quick, Sean, because I do want to hear your side of this. If they are posturing, I think that's a terrible mistake to make. Like I think they've already done it once this year. You're getting people's hopes up when again. you don't need to do it, and like you're gonna you're gonna lose out to the Tennessee Titans because I don't think that there's gonna be this no. I don't think magical miracle offer for DeAndre Hopkins. I think his well, South Powell did mention there's two teams lurking and teams like the Cleveland and, Browns and Carolina Panthers. Right. And again, I think. Look, if he wants to go play with a with a rookie quarterback in Carolina yeah. for not a lot of money, I don't think that makes a lot of Deshaun sense. Deshaun Watson makes a lot of sense. Deshaun Watson could make the a lot of sense. History in Houston, and then this like that makes a he ton just of sense. he has to determine one if they're going to pay him more money. Which again, the Patriots have moved mountains at this point to free up. Like, what do you need that big a rainy day fund? Is is a monsoon coming through that I don't know about? Well, I understand you like your ten million dollars, but my God, you've reworked all these contracts into. Free money for what? You have to presume 
based on what all these national people are saying, their informed speculation, that it's DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, in my opinion, I think that a lot of the freed-up cap space is going to be an eventual Kyle Duggar extension. That is my, oh, that is my thought. Uh, he's going into the last year of his deal. He's very highly taught or thought of throughout the course of the league. Uh, so uh, my inclination is that Kyle Duggar will be getting a contract within the next week or two. That that's be- my that's my first guess. Secondly, mm-hmm. there's no shot DeAndre is coming because it's just it's all posturing. Robert Kraft already did it once with, oh yeah, Bill can go get Lamar Jackson. He can go pay Lamar. That's fine. Go pay Lamar Jackson. That's fine. Bring him in. They don't do that. There's no not even a rumor of a sniff around Lamar Jackson, and then all of a sudden. Rumors come out. Bill called about Aaron Rodgers. We did. We had no idea at the time. One of the things the Patriots do: look over here. We're going to go do this. Right. Look over here. Look at look at DeAndre Hopkins. Look at this. We're going to give an extension to Kyle Duggar and sign some maybe Dalvin Cook. I don't know. But it's it's always a it's always a Bobby Copperfield, right? It's always look at my left hand so you don't see what my right hand is doing. That's the whole situation. It's a magician's trick that the Patriots have always done. Yeah, and again, down. what happens? Tom Curran comes out. Oh yeah, yeah. Ownership says Belichick. Belichick's never had a budget. He doesn't have a budget. He can spend as much as he wants. He's fairly economical. Bill's himself. like, yeah, don't worry about that. I'm, I'm can, not going to spend a lot. He can spend whatever he wants. Okay, then why wouldn't he spend on a guy like Lamar Jackson? Owner also says, oh, Lamar Jackson goes out. It's because Robert Kraft wants to look good. He wants to appear. He wants to be the Red Sox where it's like, we're really trying to get it done with Xander Bogarts. We do, we can't envision Xander. Sam Kennedy literally said, when asked, can you envision Xander Bogarts in another Red Sox uniform? I cannot. So, like... Yellow and brown Padres, baby. Oh, it all is, day. It is, it is the exact same thing. Robert Kraft posturing because he knows Belichick not going to do it. He's not going to sign him. He loves DeAndre Hopkins as a player. We, we've heard the audio of them talking to each other on the field multiple times. They always, whenever asked about the other, uh, they'll rave about each other. And yet, they're not going to sign. They, well, they're, they're, they have no intention whatsoever of signing DeAndre Hopkins. It's, it's the- and I agree. It would be the best thing for the team because then you have a better idea of what Mac Jones is, how good this offense is. Your team is better because of it, but I think they have zero intention of doing it. I thought your comparison of the Red Sox in Sam Kennedy, who I also have a lot of thoughts on that we'll see if we get to at some point today on the producer's show. Um, we only have an hour. Right? I, I know. Unfortunately, we only have an hour. But I think it's an interesting way to look at it when you, when you bring up Xander Bogarts because that was such a clear indication of how badly – this Red Sox team misread the market. And I think I like that comparison, Shime, because when you look at where the the Patriots and namely Bill Belichick stand right now, my biggest fear is does does coach get it? Does your general manager get it? Can he read the market? Has he ever gotten it? Well, that's the thing is sometimes he does. Sometimes he goes out. I mean, Jesus, in 2020, it was like, you know, spend on everybody. Let's but get it, everybody in here. When he the does talent it. didn't work out. But the thought of we have to spend in order to get guys in here did happen. It kind of blew up on him with some case. And, you know, Nelson Aguilar and Johnu Smith. And, I'm, and I was just like, don't don't let that easy big fella. Don't let that, you know, scare you off from trying this again, because this is how you're going to remain relevant in a Tom Brady less world. But as far as like you know, comparing it to like Lamar Jackson, which is Robert Kraft going, guess who's in, you know blowing up my DMs and sure, you know, 
if you want to put any stock and credibility into the Aaron Rodgers thing from Craig Carton, that's your prerogative. I don't. I think it's interesting that only one person had that and nobody else did when it was like Aaron Rodgers watch for almost a month now. The fact that Pat McAfee never came out and said, you know what? I see. I I hear that he's going to be going to to the Patriots. And he said, no. Yeah. Football. And, And that never happened. Whereas with DeAndre Hopkins, there's pictures of him with Matthew Judon and an omelet and La Familia. And we have, you know, callers saying, ah, he's going up to the rent them outlets to go get dinner with Mr. Kraft. And so there's more traction there. Like, that's why it still feels tangible. But the posturing, I agree, can still be a devastating factor in this. If they turn around and go, well, we in, like internally, they're like, we're probably not going to get him because we're not ready to offer more than $6 million plus heavy incentives when a team, Philadelphia maybe, Baltimore perhaps, they lose somebody and they go, or Buffalo, wow, we can win right now. The Bengals, we just lost one of our primetime producers. Yeah. producers uh, production receivers gets hurt. Let's go get DeAndre Hopkins because he's waiting for this opportunity. He's not waiting to go, oh, I hope the Patriots, oh, I hope the Titans give me a great offer. That's where I stand with it. So I think it's a bigger picture issue going back to your Red Sox comparison. This is going to be a great litmus test of does this Patriots team understand the world that is going on around them. No, so and so you mentioned Belichick's willingness to spend. He's done it before, right? We saw it in, was it 2020 right. or 2021, whatever it was. He signed all those free agents. But again, he did it right away. There wasn't any hesitation. Mm-hmm. You look back at Stephon Gilmore, right away, day one of free agency, Gilmore gets a massive contract. Like, when Belichick wants something, he gets just it. gets it done. Antonio Brown, he didn't go visit four or five teams when he got cut from the Raiders. The Patriots scooped him up. Like, it's... Well, he was a damaged asset, sure, though. Sure. Stephon Gilmore is a great example. Darrell Revis, great example. Like, getting uh, changers. Yes, but he got them... He went and got them right away. DeAndre Hopkins was in your building. You let him walk out. Right. No, I, was, I just look back. I was like, I think he did the same thing with the Dallas Thomas. Oh, yeah. I feel I mean, like there was a, that was another one where he jumped on it the second he could. Yes, exa- it's like when Belichick sees a guy that he really wants, he go he enacts on that desire almost always. When he like actually is like, yes, we'll pay him, go sign him right now. They sign him, they sign them almost immediately. But however, in this scenario now, it's just. The more the more time passes, the less likely everybody all of a sudden thinks because more time is passing, it's more likely it's the complete opposite. Because the more time that passes, it's less likely the Patriots get him. Because I don't think Hopkins's number is coming down. Belichick is going to want to put his money elsewhere because he's like I can't sit around handcuffed by this guy waiting for him to just accept my contract. And as you pointed out. You could get an injury in Buffalo, in Kansas City, in Miami. I think that's what DeAndre Hopkins Cleveland. is you can, for. Yeah, and then and then he gets a twelve million dollar deal on a team that's a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Like that's the big difference here. The Patriots are not with DeAndre Hopkins. The Patriots are playoff contenders. With DeAndre Hopkins, a team like uh, uh, San Francisco or or Philly or Kansas City or Buffalo are. Already legitimate Super Bowl contenders, and still even it's, closer to it's being just Super a Bowl game contenders. Plan nightmare. Do you put any stock into the idea that DeAndre Hopkins is dragging this out? Because then it gets to the oh, point yeah. of you know 
Like, you could say, oh, you know, and a lot of people had that opinion of, like, why did you let him walk out the door? What are you going to do, hog tie him and go sign this? We're not no, letting but if you, you If he doesn't want to sign at, until a certain date, he's not going to do it. And then at what point is it be, does it become reckless spending when you're like, we're going to overpay? Like, do you think the Odell Beckham contract is good? It sucks. No, but they overspend sure, for a guy. Who cares? If you're if you're overpaying for DeAndre Hopkins for a year, who cares? It's off your books at the end of the season. You pay $19, 20000000 million for the guy. You get him in the building. You win football games. And then he's off your books. And you get the $20 million back next year. Because like, you're not overspending. idle money. You're not doing it out, of, out of a necessity. He doesn't have any other options right now. So you wouldn't need to overspend on a guy that has nowhere else to but go. But if he is... If he is uh, content waiting and sitting and waiting. But I think that's going to happen no matter what. I see. I disagree. If he walked into that building, Belichick put a contract in front of him that says, here's $18 million guaranteed with incentives to get you up to 2021. I, he would have taken it in a heartbeat. I think there's still a lot of questions if he's still an $18 million a year player. I, I don't. Cares? I don't think it's he's going to get there. This is what uh, this is what bugs the crap out of me about people, and it's like all these like capologists and everything. Who gives a rat's behind? It's one year. It's it, you're not. It's idle money, anyways. It's just sitting there. You're thirty first in cash spending. You claim to be. Uh, you spend to the cap every year. Bull. You don't because you 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 make it look and appear like you do, but you don't actually spend any freaking money. Which is why you can just make these contract extensions up, and yet you're giving a guy more money but making more money on the cap. It's people don't quite understand. People don't understand that the cap is just crap. No, and obviously can- the last like all the maneuvering they've done over the last couple of days so with you Jawan give him 18 Bentley million and it doesn't work. Whoever else Who cares? Where were you going to put that 18 million anyways? In your back pocket and save it for later? So you, you don't just- get interest on it. It's not coming back it's a different 18 million next year when the cap resets so like we're just gonna overspend on it like for like a the, year yeah. were, like jones wanted to give up a first round draft like they should not give right, up a I'm first round draft, draft capital, but so but what's 18 money. million then it's money who cares it here's the thing it, it when it comes to sports where the cap doesn't actually matter so every sport other than hockey basically just spend the money it doesn't matter because especially in a one-year contract where it's off your books the following season it's like it never happened. No, but you still have to get the season shine. Like yeah, you still have to season. get through the year. Yes, exactly. So what are you going to do with the eighteen million? It's just going to sit in your pocket the whole time, anyways. Like if DeAndre Hopkins comes here, plays four games on an eighteen million dollar contract, and then gets hurt, you're just in the same spot you are in right now, anyways. I think, and still- you get the eighteen million back at the end of the season when he's no longer on your roster. But it's still a moot point, though. You could put whatever amount of money you want in front of him. I don't think he was going to sign the contract. The uh, dude and I think does that's where we not disagree. want to practice. He doesn't want to be oh, here. That, that that's such an overblown crap. Like. Everybody is like, oh, he doesn't want to practice. Like, the, so what? The guy is older and wants to skip Who practice. Does? Brady literally didn't practice a single Wednesday in his entire career with the. So Buccaneers. you don't think there's right. any value whatsoever of having a guy come in who's going to be your number one receiver, right? Yep. Working with your third year quarterback, who that's the big picture again is determining: do you have a future with the guy you drafted in the first round? And a receiver who already knows your offensive coordinator system because he played with them for four oh, years. Oh yeah, yeah. That oh, doesn't matter. All the matter. crossover, all the big plays that, that Bill O'Brien's going to bring back from Alabama and his time in Houston. It's the same playbook. 
That's the thing. How do you know it's the same playbook? Are you down there with your binoculars breaking down the all-22 shot? coordinators no. don't just change their playbook, Ryan. They build a playbook, they adjust it, and they'll add and subtract things over the course of time. But his playbook ultimately is the general same thing as it was in, in Houston. He's going to add some plays he got from Steve Sarkeesian in Alabama, which he really liked. He's going to take out some plays he may not use as much and don't like as much from his time in Houston, even back to when he was with the Patriots. It's all generally, schematically, the same thing. Offensive coordinators don't just like take their binder and throw it out the window and start fresh. It's just you're going to pull a couple pages out, put a couple new pages in. So, yeah, there's... Small adjustments, but overall, Hopkins is already going to know the offensive system. Yes, he needs to work on chemistry with Mac Jones, but missing a... No, apparently we- not. Apparently, but- because he doesn't need practice. Nobody's got to practice. Missing a Wednesday every week, is it going to kill the chemistry with Mac no, Jones? I'm talking about July, when it was like make or break for this team last year, and it ended up breaking them completely. My head's going to explode if oh. I turn around and it's a freaking Kyle Duggar extension. <laughs> then, you, then you will really know that the guy that is, is calling the shots for your football team... Patriots fans does not get it. 617-779-7937 if you want to get on. 37937 if you want to text in. I uh, see you on the phones. We'll get to you coming up here uh, on the producer show here on Boston Sports Original WEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. The WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Looking for an We haven't stopped talking about DeAndre Hopkins since we had the commercial break. That was a, that was like the fastest five minutes of my life. Welcome back to the WEEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Shime, Garvin, and Lanny with you on this Saturday morning. We were just uh, freaking out about uh, DeAndre Hopkins a little wiggity, bit. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. So let's head over to the calls here. Uh, Mark in Florida wants to talk about uh, Belichick. What's up, Mark? Shime, I love the Greg Hill show. You do a fabulous job with it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had a I have a, a, a question. When you guys interview Belichick, and you know he's one of the toughest guys to crack. I mean, he's grumpy, he's ornery, but you guys ask him some of the hardest hitting questions to the point where he even snapped at Courtney and said, "I think it's in your open." No, Courtney, it's what I said. It. I mean, you guys really go at him, and he's the toughest in the game. But when it comes to the socks, I feel like Greg is afraid to push Heim. It's it's almost like it ends up turning into like a laugh fest. Like yesterday it was, uh, or Thursday it was, uh, well, I'm a jinx when I call in after a lot. This guy needs to be held to account. Mark, did you hear like the next three questions? Hold on, Mark, hold on. Did you hear like the next three questions? (laughs) I mean, forget, listen, I thought Greg did a great job going, is this the team that you envision? Do you have a plan? Are you, like, regretting? And listen, you got to understand, Mark, like, we're talking to people that, that were criticizing for four days, and then on the fifth day that they come on, you have to have some kind of civil discourse. Like, you can't just be an ass to that person and press them like that. But I completely disagree with everything you're saying as far as how that High and Bloom uh, interview was handled on Thursday. I actually, Shime, and thank you for the call, Mark, I really thought you guys did an excellent job 
uh, with the way that started. First of all, well, thank you. hi, I'm Bloom. If you're listening, yes, it's true. Every single series that you have called into before Greg's show, uh, you've lost that series. But you know what? Apparently, uh, Bloombot didn't crunch these numbers, but I did. <laughs> after the series, after they always win. Really? They always. Oh, so they're going to sweep the uh, the Blue Jays. They're going to sweep the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays are not a good baseball team, yeah. much like yourself. But I I looked into that. I think like uh, it was like four and thirteen before he comes on, and then nine and four after he comes on. Oof. But I. Listened to that interview that you guys did with High and Bloom, and I was very happy with how Greg approached it in the sense of, are you regretting these moves? You know, is or this, the lack of moves. or the lack of moves in the off season? You know, and again, listen as as somebody that's worked on a show that used to have to interview Bill Belichick after we spent four days ripping him. You have to find a happy medium. We're going to find that out real quick on Jones and Mego with Arcan when we start talking to Mac Jones in the fall and at the end of August. Because obviously some people on my show are not (laughs) big fans of Mac Jones and has said as much. But all that being said, I thought you guys handled that very well. I did not like what High and Bloom had to say as far as, well, you know, I think it was, uh, Greg was something to the effect of, look, I'm not trying to be coy here or cute or anything. However, you know, I don't feel like you guys made the moves you should have made in the offseason, which may be a reason why you currently sit at that point one game under 500. And High and Bloom said, look, and look, it's his prerogative, I guess. I completely disagree with you, Greg. I'm, you know, in the individual cases, I thought that we made the right moves for this organization. And I, I could not disagree with that point. Anymore, I think I'm on Greg's side of this and, and Curtis's side of this, where it's like you had all these great players and you just let every single one of them walk right out the door, and now they are all performing not amazing. I mean, but really, I mean, Evaldi, better than Waka, anybody that you like, have right now. <laughs> exactly. Like, the only guy that's not performing amazing right now is Kyle Schwarber's hitting like 181. No, but he's hitting <laughs> he's hitting like a buck 80. But I think he's got a. a, a Bunch of home runs. Like June is his month. Every time I turn on a Phillies game, he's leading off for them, and it's always a first pitch Schwarber bomb to right field. Like he still has that potential in him, and you would take that he's guy. Twenty-one home runs. He's got twenty-one home runs. Rafael Devers all has bombs too. nineteen. <laughs> 19 yeah, they're basically right the now. same player. He has he's as many home runs as JD Martinez. So yeah, no, I listen. You know, I appreciate the call, Mark, but I just I would encourage you to go back and listen to that again because when you look at where this Red Sox team is right now compared to the other guys that are not around in the the just the franticness of like what are we doing at shortstop? We really only have four starters and then like a Caleb Orte. Hooray! It's Orte, everybody. I can't wait for that one. It's it's a, obviously like the Matt Dermody debacle was a whole sign of like you not having the proper depth that you're supposed to have. Maybe holding on to Their a Nathan Evaldi or a Michael of free agent seems off. Like it's, it's just it's really really troubling that they looked at it and said, yeah, you know what, uh, we can get through this year with Kike and Yu Chang and Adalberto Mondesi. And obviously some of that is not the fault of ownership in the front office where all those guys get hurt. And here's here's something I was thinking about last night because I was watching the Angels game. The Angels went out and traded for, I think it was Eduardo Escobar and Mike Moustakis because they were not getting any production at first base. Anthony Rendon got hurt. Gio Urshela got hurt. They weren't getting any production at third base. So instead of waiting around and going, okay, call up the AAA guy. Um, we already called up the AAA guy. Damn it. Call up the AA guy. 
We already called up the double-A guy. Was there a guy uh, parking cars <laughs> that played travel baseball? Can we have him come and play third base? No. They saw that this their team had some level of talent, and in order to preserve that and not backslide to the bottom of the American League West, they went out and made moves to bolster those positions. And I hear High and Bloom when he's on with you guys, and I hear High and Bloom talking to Tom Karen, talking about how the division and the standings are probably going to dictate what they do at the trade deadline, and it makes me sick to my stomach. It's such an uneven way of looking at things. Like, when don't wait around is my point. Well, and, and, and the win you're only, saying... It's only going to get worse. When you're saying this team needs to be worth investing in, uh, so if they're not worth investing in, we're not going to invest in them. But, like, at the same time, there's clear spots of need. It, 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 how about just make now. the roster better, and then... You make it complete. Like, just give us a complete roster with, like, you know, uh, somebody who can actually play defense at shortstop and first base, maybe. I don't know. Just thoughts. And then, and then see how that works. And if they're still underperforming, yes, I agree. Don't invest. But if when you give this team, a, Alex Cora, a complete roster, maybe they start having some success and it's like, oh, we should invest even more in this team. Like, just invest a little at least to start. Be somewhat proactive instead of. Completely reactive, there, and it's just it's it's frustrating. There, there's a, a, a bare minimum that I think you can do that doesn't include David Hamilton running around out there. All he steals bases like the Dickens. Well, it doesn't mean anything if he can't throw the freaking ball to first base. <laughs> and, and you listen. The other thing that High and Bloom said that I really just I could not get my head around was the idea of well, you know, we're starting to see some of our young pitchers stepping up, which is true. I think everybody feels pretty good about where Brian Bayo is right now, but I think if you add one more guy with him, you're going to feel pretty good. But it was what he said about, oh, we got position players that are showing that they can be part of this in the long term. Who are you talking about exactly? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Tristan Cassis, I think, could still be a great baseball player. Just not today. I think he should be in Worcester. I think he should be getting time. And then, guess what? Then you can stick Adam Duvall at first base. You can stick Justin Turner at first base. You have the opportunity to DH Masataki Yoshida more because he can't play multiple days in the outfield. These are fairly easy solutions and i just wonder like what are they trying to get out of this season are they trying to showcase their young players and get all these young the like jaron durans of the world at bats and i know we got a break so ken and curtis do my next <laughs> but i got so many things i want to say about the red sox Sorry, I, thought, I thought that interview just made me crazy i'm gonna they're gonna go on a winning streak here we're gonna get to talk about them next week it's okay blue jays it's all gonna be fine thanks Please. for tuning in to the uh, ah. producer show this saturday morning shime garvin and lanny with you thank you so much uh, make sure to come back next saturday stay locked right here though ken and curtis Curtis, coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.